Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, it's Matt Bovee from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. This NFL offseason, we can fit 25 hours in a day, and that's because of podcasts that make you more productive. When you're folding laundry, paying bills, making omelets, or any other tasks that you've got to get done, listen while you work. Do your chores and be entertained all at the same time. It's all about the bills, the news, insight, analysis, and of course, some jokes too on demand. So it fits into your busy schedule. Follow the It's Always Game Day in Buffalo podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you season two of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Sal Capaccio, Matt Bovee, it's always game day in Buffalo. Bills win 32-6 to over the New York Jets. And Matt, really, that six only came from one drive, the last two minutes of the half, when the Bills gave up a fake punt, horrible fake punt to give up. It looked like they weren't ready for it. Jets have a few plays. They go down the field, they score. Other than that, complete domination from the Bills. 0 for 11 on third down for the New York Jets. They did not convert a third down all game. Yards per play overall, 2.9 yards per play. And how about this? Brees Hall on the ground, 2.3 yards a carry. And Garrett Wilson, two catches, nine yards. What a great job they did on those guys. Did I saw a stat on this, or I saw somebody post the video. I think Rich Semini asked Robert Sala after the game, did Zach Wilson complete a pass to a wide receiver? I'm going to look right now. Because I, yeah, I mean, Garrett, Garrett Wilson. Was that after Zach Wilson had gotten both? It, it had to be because he, he fumbled. Like he wasn't in when, and was he already out? I I think he. I'm gonna look at that. And then I also think the Alan Lazard catch against the DPI on Russell Douglas, they accepted the penalty, so the catch did not count. So I I think that even regardless, the fact that we're having this conversation, if he only had a hand, I mean, what did Garrett Wilson finish with? Garrett two catches, two catches. Maybe those both came from not. Zach Wilson, I, I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, this is a really, really inept offense. The defense needed to have a big day, but I think the positive sign here is that Micah Hyde has always said that, like, confidence is a hell of a drug and that turnovers come in bunches. You are now entering a part of the season where you could really use some turnover luck. So, we'll see. I'm going to look right now. Garrett Wilson, now you've piqued my interest. In the meantime... Matt, how about the job of how about what Russell Douglas did in this game? Russell, du- he put he put up a stat line that could be AFC Defensive Player of the Week worthy. Oh, it, it is. Three takeaways, two interceptions, one fumble recovery, and by the way, three pass breakups. The deal with this guy, though, I'll say, Matt, he's always around the ball, mm-hmm. like tight coverage. You know, you watch sometimes guys are just wide open. There's like never seems like a guy wide open on him. He's always right near trying to make a play. He has incredible instincts and it show up in a big way with his two interceptions and one of them covering Garrett Wilson and undercutting the route. I think what's also really cool about the Russell Douglas edition is that he's here next year. 
Russell Douglas is going to be a guy that plays on this team meaningful snaps for a long time, and he has really acclimated himself nicely into this. We are going through literally live on this podcast seeing who Zach Wilson completed passes to. So Sal is doing this right now, which is actually pretty cool to watch you do this right now. Yeah, I, I This is how I find things I'm looking for in the, in the game book, in the game log. I'm looking for... Here we go. 14 matches for Garrett Wilson there. So he's involved in 14 different times. Here we go. You ready? Zach Wilson incomplete to Garrett Wilson in the first quarter. Intercepted intended for Garrett Wilson. Deep right to Garrett Wilson. Uh, Here we go. Yes. No. Incomplete on this one. Uh, Where are we here? I'm carrying through. This is really cool. Wilson incomplete. I'm sorry. This is not great podcasting or radio, but we got to find this out. Pass short. Here we go. Boyle to Wilson for a completion. And then Boyle. To Wilson yes. for completion. That's it. Zach, You're right. Zach Wilson did not complete a pass in this game to a wide receiver. Because Eccles isn't a wide receiver, right? I don't think so. No, so you're right. It had to be. Because the only people he completed passes to are right here on this list. Brees Hall, mm-hmm. Ruckert, mm-hmm. Ty Conklin, mm-hmm. Garrett Wilson, not him, Eccles, Gibson, Ibanaconda. That's it. Yep. Think about that. I mean, unbelievable game from the Bills cornerbacks. Specifically, Russell Douglas, obviously. He will win AFC Defensive Player of the Week. This was There's not better than two interceptions and one recovered fumble. I didn't even know he had the second interception. Why is Eccles being is – is is he a, he says he's a cornerback for the Jets, but he actually had a catch here on this. So did they throw him a pass? I have to look at this and see why what's up with that. He's credited with a reception on this. All right, so – I think this is a really good step for the defense. This was a game that they had to – dominate and they did so you can say yeah but it's the Jets but you still had to go out and perform and I think that this was a good sign and I think that it's about time that they did have the turnover I think the turnovers were bound to bound to happen and I really do believe there's something to be said about like kind of starting to get some turnover luck I feel like they're going they're due to have some kind of positive regression yes the right word but you know what I mean like they balance, yeah, I balance like, it out I basically. Like it's going to balance itself out. I mean, this was the first interception they had since the Dolphins game in Week Four, and it was the first takeaway they had. They had one against the Broncos, but they hadn't had one prior to that since the Patriots game. So, I mean, last week or earlier this week, the Monday night game, you only had one, and then you had weeks without one. So, the fact that you're starting to get them now, obviously, if you protect the ball better. That's the most important thing. But if you can give your offense some favorable field positions, then I think you really do have a chance. And I know that they gave up six points to this team, but I think the whole complimentary football thing, even though people roll their eyes at it, seeing that they could go score 32 points on the Jets makes me feel like there's a chance they could go put up high 20s, low 30s against the Eagles or against the Cowboys at home or even against the Chiefs. And if you do that, you're not asking your defense to hold those teams to six points, obviously, but you're asking them to hold your those teams to high 20s. And I don't know. I feel like they're more capable of winning a shootout now than I would have thought even an hour before this game had started. How about the run defense? Also really good today. Again, the job on Brees Hall. Brees Hall had a buck 20-something the first time they played. This game, he only had 23 yards, 2.3 yards of carry. This rush defense is playing a lot better, but really overall, the f- defensive line is playing better. Ed Oliver, another terrific game. And for Leonard Floyd, two and a half sacks in this one. He continues a monster season. He's so good. Leonard Floyd was awesome in this game. Ed Oliver was awesome in this game. 
Tyrell Dodson was good in this game, and Tyrell Dodson is somebody who has been criticized on this podcast really at a lot of different places, so good for him for kind of bouncing back in the way that he did. The injuries is something we have not talked about in this game. Now, obviously, Taylor Rapp was like the really scary one because of the ambulance, but on the exact same play, Taron Johnson was injured with a head injury, a concussion. He did not come back into this game. He was ruled out. So that is concerning because they lost three members of their secondary in the first half of this game. So now you got to figure out, can Taron Johnson clear protocol? Can Dane Jackson clear protocol? Obviously, Taylor Rapp's situation looked a lot more significant, but you might be going into this Eagles game with a banged-up secondary, which is not what you want to be doing against an Eagles team. No, look, and, and you're right, 100%. I'm, I'm already concerned about it. I mean, I don't want to see, no offense to Cam Lewis, he's not Taron Johnson. I don't want to see Cam Lewis defending Devontae Smith the entire game. Yeah. That would be the most important one. If, even if, Rap and Dane Jackson can't come back, which would be significant losses, because the other two aren't starters, yes. you would just then be depleted on your depth. But Taron's the big one, obviously. You'd love to get him back. But you're right. I think the linebackers have been playing outstanding. Matt, I just attribute it more towards time on task. They're getting better. And Sean McDermott and his defensive staff are putting him in position. They know what these guys' strengths are and what they can do. Um, I thought Jordan Poyer also had a really nice game today. He seemed to be around the ball. He was reading things well, doing a lot of different things. But the Bills' defense overall, very dominant in this one. Uh, the injuries are starting to pile up once again. Tyler Bass connecting on four field goals. Let's talk a little bit about special teams as well. 